Hey, 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 before we get to the fun and games and the uh, trivial dreck that we uh, often talk about, I thought I would pump the brakes for a second because everything that has been in the topic A category the last few days has been a diversion from the fact that Donald Trump completely established himself undoubtedly as a traitor last okay. week when it was revealed that he is pretending that he doesn't know about the Russian bounties that were being paid to the Taliban to kill American soldiers, not protecting the lives of Americans to to uh, serve and uphold his oath of office. All right. So that that was last week. And now we're caught up in the Confederate flag shit and all the, you know, and the Mary Trump book and all, all this great stuff. So I thought before we start, I go, here's what I did uh, 10 minutes ago. I Googled, you know, Russia, um, Taliban, you know, I, I wanted to pull up the latest news on that story because that's important that, uh, you know, he, he can't just get away with, here we go again, the next outrage, let's forget about the latest impeachable offense that he's, we're not going to do it. So you know what the first story that comes up, and there isn't a lot that, that's popping up on it, it's Trump administration narrows suspects in Russia bounties leak investigation. Oh, yes. That's yeah. right. The that's most key. important part of that story yeah. that is still hanging around is what are the Republican excusers and the collaborators and the cooperators doing about this, they're trying to find out how we found out about the fact that it ever occurred or that, that Trump doesn't read or ignores his intelligence briefings and is a complete idiot and is a sellout to Vladimir Putin. The important thing is that we find out who it was, right? Mm -hmm. Right? There it is. There it was. Just, just thought we'd put that on the record. We don't have to go any further. That, that tells you everything we need to know. And, and, uh, hopefully this will come up in another form when the Congress gets back in session because, uh, you know, they do need two weeks to decompress from all oh, the hard work they've been sure. doing. And, and since, uh, most of the problems have been solved in this country. Oh, there's not but, much for them to do. Right. Just... Because in, in America, uh, people never cancel a vacation. No. The, 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 you just can't do that. It's, it's, it's not too possible. important. Well, you don't right. get your refund back, number one. And number two, all they, all they do when they go back in, they just gavel in and they start thanking all the high school girls volleyball teams for all their state championships. That's all they, that's all they really need to do. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. That's the deal. The details of the Mary Trump book are in several different publications. The Washington Post getting their take on it. Mary Trump, of course, the 55 year old niece of Donald John Trump Sr., the president of these United States. She holds a doctorate in clinical psychology. The headline, Trump's worldview forged by neglect and trauma at home. Have you seen many of the details that she's putting forth, Brad? Well, my, uh, I, I read that version and uh, in the uh, Maggie Haberman authored New York Times version, and these are pretty short. They they haven't had time to read the book yet because right. we're, we're literally talking about it's just been out for a few hours. So everybody wanted to just get their first mm -hmm. little little appetizer out there for for everybody. And uh, this is my favorite one so far. And this may not be the best. This just might be something you push off to the side of your plate. You don't even bother to eat. But this. And every one of these is, is so revelatory and illustrative of, of what this thing is now called Donald Trump that has been foisted uh, on the United States and the world. As a high school student in Queens, Donald Trump 
paid someone to take the SAT on his behalf. The high score that that proxy earned for him, says Mrs. Trump, helped the young Mr. Trump to gain admittance as an undergraduate to the University of Pennsylvania's prestigious Wharton Business School. Mr. Trump has often boasted about attending Wharton, which he has referred to as, quote, the best school in the world and super genius stuff. Well, 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 you, you can't, you can't make it up. You can't be any more rich. You can't be any more hypocritical. You can't be a bigger liar. You can pick out five different ways to come at this from, uh, how come he has attacked Barack Obama for not revealing his school records? Because of course he doesn't want to reveal his. Yeah. How come, how come Donald Trump has never tweeted or from what I can tell, said a word about Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman and the scandal over right. people. Pay. You notice he never had anything to say about. He didn't I touch want. that, and that's an easy target. It seems like that would be a Hollywood yes, liberal, it, like underbelly. I wonder why now. <laughs> I just, boy, it, it's it's so perfect, and I would think that this book is going to set off more reporters in more directions now to dig deeper into each little nugget. Like with this one, now you really have to go find the people that went to college mm -hmm. with Donald Trump because I'm just willing to guess that at night in the dorm or in the fraternity or wherever wherever he was, lots of people wondered, God, Donald Trump doesn't seem that bright. How the fuck did he get in here? Because we're all pretty smart people here at Wharton. What, Donald Trump doesn't ever seem to study. What you, you just know, right? It's odd, yeah, it's so very that, odd. That's, that's my favorite one so far. What do you got? Well, I I think the from what I'm reading on the Washington Post one, the Mary Trump that they the book that they're looking at particularly is. Uh, her father, Fred Jr., and how they essentially, the family just drove the guy to drink himself to death. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's essentially what happened. Yeah, I guess this adds more color to the story. We've kind of heard that, right. th th that he was harassed by Donald Trump. And, and, uh, uh, within that, that part of the book, we find out that the, the night that Fred Trump was dying, they sent him off to the hospital and Donald went to the movies. They didn't even accompany him to the hospital. Well, what a we, family. We, can we get it? I want to get the name of the movie. Cause You're right. it was 1999 with Shakespeare and love still in the theaters. Cause in that case, I really can't blame him for going out there. And no, I, I, I think it's very interesting. Fred Trump Jr.'s dream was to be a commercial pilot. And for most people, if you have a commercial pilot in your family, you're very proud of that person. That's very respectable work. And a lot of people are like, that's great. It takes a great deal of, of effort and qualifications in order to get that job. Yeah. But I think they said literally, I, I've heard this, and I don't know if this is actually in the book, but they told him, you know, Fred, you're, Freddie, you're basically a bus driver. That's what you are, yeah. just in the sky. Well, the, 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 you know, by the way, it was 1981, 1981, oh, okay. Okay? okay? And this was an alcohol-induced heart attack. Well, then we're looking at, like, Kramer versus Kramer or maybe E.T. <laughs> in the theater. So I can see Donald Trump headed yeah. to go see something like that. Yeah. That'll, that'll be fine. No, but you 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 think about them them saying to him, Freddie, you're, you're basically just a bus driver. That's basically what you are. And so the guy, of course, 
eventually ends up drinking himself to death because he can never live up to his family's expectations. They wanted him to go into their bullshit business, which was milking people out of a lot of money over fake products. Well, that's what it became anyway. So it's just that part of it. You see that psychosis. And I, I when you were talking about Barack Obama just a moment ago, do you remember how – you'll remember very easily when Barack Obama especially was running for president in 2008, how they tried to make his family to just be this absolute shit show. Do you remember right. this? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. this is terrible, and his mother is just an awful whore, and she found this guy from Africa, and she got knocked up, and then, oh, my God, the guy left, and it just, <laughs> they just, and it's like, Barack Obama, it really literally looks like the Brady Bunch compared to this bunch of yeah. Upper West Side dickheads. Yeah, who she, just, she, uh, she, she makes this judgment, and I don't know whether this is near the end of the book, near, I don't know where it is. But she says the fact is that Donald's pathologies are so complex and his behaviors so often inexplicable that coming up with an accurate and comprehensive diagnosis would require a full battery of psychological and neurophysical tests that he will never sit for. Donald has been institutionalized for most of his adult life, so there's no way to know how he would thrive or even survive on his own in the real world. And of course, she's referring to the fact that Donald Trump has never been held accountable for all of this aberrant behavior, all right. of this bullying, all of this intimidation, well, that's all a moral of this hazard. theft. That's, that's kind of a moral hazard kind of thing. If you oh. let people get away with stuff and then they're going to continue. And now it's to the, the 10th degree where he is the most right. powerful man in the world. Right. And, and he's he's lived his his life uh, that way. And. uh uh, you know, I, I, I think this book, plus if we can get a ruling from the Supreme Court this week saying that his accountants and uh, Deutsche Bank have to turn over all the uh, tax records to the state of New York, that that just might be enough to get him to drop the mic and walk away from this, declare victory, tell America, I'm so great, you don't deserve me, you don't appreciate me, and go start booking tea times down at Mar-a-Lago in uh, late January. Uh, it could be. It's a, well, it's a it's a wish. It's a hope. It's a dream. Yeah. But it's a, it, it's, I think it's my, I mean, I'm, I think the, the thesis statement that I've had is he wanted all the trappings of the presidency without any of the responsibility or the difficult work. He wanted the big ass plane to fly around in. He wanted everybody to kiss his ass, but he never wanted to be the guy who helped change and help and better people's lives. I do think that she, uh, talks about in the book what we were all talking about even before the election, which is that he has, set out to become president, we're talking about in 2015, as a branding exercise to make more money because it was a win-win for him because if he won the presidency, well, he won the presidency, which he really didn't want to do. And Melania didn't want him to win, and he apparently expressed to people that that wasn't what it was all about. It was to to uh, uh, get his name out there in right. even brighter lights than he had had before so he really didn't want to win it, and then it, oh shit i won yeah, yeah then it's, it, <laughs> it's exactly. the robert it's the robert redford thing yeah. oh my god what do we do now <laughs> well hang on we're into the fourth year of what do we do I now know. it's got to stop and it's not getting any better it's yeah. we have still have no plan about what we're going to do next it's it's yeah. from one second to the next whoever is in his ear last and that that's that's what we've been doing for all these years yeah. one of my favorite parts here in the washington post version of this is mary trump wrote that her grandfather's children routinely lied to him 
but for different reasons. For her father, lying was defensive. That's Freddie Trump. Not a simp- not simply a way to circumvent the father's uh, disapproval or to avoid punishment, as it was for the others, but a way for her to survive. For Donald, however, lying was primarily a mode of self-aggrandizement meant to co- convince other people he was better than he actually was. So if you go through the children, Fred Trump looks at Fred Trump Jr. and goes, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. It's not going to work out for him. Let me go on to the next one. And then he makes Donald Trump out to be his tool for revenge in the world is essentially what happens. Right. And, and Donald he- Trump continues the the uh, the pathological behavior of his father, who uh, obviously was also a, a, a liar and a son of a bitch. But. You know, you've got to, uh, you've got to kick it up a notch, right? Oh, yeah. And notches and notches. It's like, it, it becomes right. a drug. You can take more and more and more of it, but you never get satisfied. Right. And it's, a part of this is Donald Trump essentially seeking approval of his father, his father's love, and he'll never get it. Obviously, since the old man is dead now, there's no way for him to ever get it. So well, he didn't he get just, it when he was alive. Exactly. <laughs> so th- again, this becomes, Triple ironic because he did say that his favorite film of all time was Citizen Kane, which is about a rich asshole who seeks approval for something that he can never get that is such a, a traumatic experience from his childhood. He, he absolutely said that Citizen Kane was his favorite movie because everybody says Citizen Kane is your, that's what you're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. It's also acceptable to say Godfather. It's one of those two, but he chose Citizen Kane, which is Possibly again, somewhat of a biography of Donald Donald Trump's life. Basically, that's that's what that is. I think there's uh, uh, parts of the book apparently that talk about what was going on within the family as he uh, got really serious about running and had announced because uh, his his sister, the uh, the older sister Marianne, the judge, right, um, said this is never going to happen. He's a clown. Right. So none of none of the members of his family even believed that he was uh, fit or 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 had it in him to to become the president. But he did anyway. And uh, you know, if if you want to attach one positive asset to Donald Trump, it's the he never gives up and he always likes to prove everybody wrong. Well, you know. A lot of people have that within them, but they don't have everything else, <laughs> all the other bags dragging behind them that Donald Trump has from a personality standpoint. There are a lot of people. Thomas Edison had to, to go through uh, uh, 10,000 versions of the light bulb. So, okay, but he didn't <laughs> didn't go out and practically destroy the world. <laughs> well, I'm going be- to be super honest right here. Hi, I'm Britt Whitmire. I play Britt on the Brad and Britt cast. There's some fucked up stuff that's happened in my family. I mean, we got, we, it's, it's right out there with anybody. We're not better than anybody else. There was alcoholism and domestic abuse and there was sexual abuse and I've had suicide in my family, but nobody ever fashioned a tool for destruction for the world. Nobody ever did that. Nobody ever said, I'm going to use this kid as a battering ram for every insecurity that I have, and I hope he fucks up the entire world. It never happened one time. And it's just it's it's just the most bizarre thing. And I know for some people 
this becomes just such a, a tedious task to, to, you know, dig through the dirt of this. But this is how we got to here. You have to, to me, that's the ultimate irony is that there are a bunch of people out there that will go, this is just psychological bullshit. And they don't feel that that's a part of history, but Robert E. Lee, eight feet high made out of concrete. That's history that must be protected now, and remembered I, and revered at all costs. I, I hear what you're saying, but this is what we've, uh, posited for the last few years that at a certain point, the weight, the volume, oh, yeah. the size, the n- numerical frequency of the truth about Donald Trump will seep through yeah. and, and approach critical mass, even for people who do not want to acknowledge it, even for Sean Hannity, even for Tucker, for, for all of them. They know the truth they know this is not a work of fiction and i haven't looked at trump's twitter this afternoon but i assume by now it's a never newer don't don't never matter this is where uh, you're wrong no right. it's a fever dream of hydrocloxiquorine defense and and all this other shit he's he, he it's it's just the confederate monuments and oh my god they want to take down mount rushmore it is it is an absolute psychotic break that you see in real time on Twitter. He, he's not, I'm, I'm assuming that they're, they're doing this stuff, uh, to attack her character any moment now. And on Fox News, she'll be either a slut, a whore, a terrorist, uh, anti-American. Uh, you well, know, see, I, 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 it's not working. It's not no. working for them. That's the, the, it's you, not even a, it, for me, it's not even an affirmation thing. It's not like a, hey, you know, hey, I, this, this kind of, there's not really anything terribly surprising in the book, but the details are what, you know, God is in the details and all that other stuff. This, this woman is spectacularly concerned about her, her country. This is the quote from Mary. If he is afforded a second term, it would be the end of the American democracy. Donald, following the lead of my grandfather and with complicity, silence and inaction from his siblings, destroyed my father. I cannot let him destroy my country. So people can can say she's doing this for money and she's doing this because she just wants to get her name out there and she wants the fame and all of this other stuff. But there is a real uh, vital sense that this this we don't we can't have we had four years of this and, and eight now, years of it would be absolutely devastating. Now, you, you, you can't even think that bringing up the same criticisms that he's leveled at everybody else that has ever written a book, just doing it to sell books. It's not going to work. It's not going to work um honest work was never demanded of him and no matter how badly he failed he was rewarded in ways that are almost unfathomable he continues to be protected from his own disasters in the white house but now the stakes are far higher than they've ever been before they are literally life and death unlike any previous time in his life donald's failings cannot be hidden or ignored because they threaten us all and I'd like to uh, pivot to what I think is uh, going to mark the inevitable end of any Republican convention the way Donald Trump wants it in Jacksonville. When Chuck Grassley, who's been a senator uh, practically forever since 1980, 81, he's uh, 86 years old, said, I'm not going to the convention in Jacksonville because I'm an old person and I'm vulnerable and the virus is not under control. When Grassley said, I'm out, to me, that was permission. That yeah. was the door opening to everybody saying, 
We can't do it. so. Okay, so Grassley's eighty-five. So if a senator is eighty-three, what what would be the the low end number where someone would say, you know what, I'm not so old, I'm going. <laughs> is it sixty-eight, seventy-four? Pick a number. Mitch like McConnell. Mitch McConnell is a spry young man of seventy-eight years old. Yeah, do you think exactly. he would be a good candidate for going to Jacksonville? Right. So so th- this is going to be the the most idiotic litmus test. In human history, what's the okay. cutoff? <laughs> what is the cutoff, and and how do you self-diagnose yourself as being more or less vulnerable? Well, I'm planning on being there, that's all yeah. I know. Yeah, Strom, you'll, you'll you'll still be there, and we're going to leave your statue statue up. I, Very I, strong I, immune system because I was always blowing loads all over the place. Help yeah. keep me strong. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah I'm yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. some of the. Like, uh, I'm looking at some of the other senators in here. And oh, they're to all, out. they're all, of course they're <laughs> of course all, they're, they're all too old to be, to be at, at a large indoor super spreader event. By the way, no one is of the correct age to be at a large indoor oh, super spreader event. No one. Here, here's a toddler, John Cornyn, only 68 years of age. Now, That's John Cornyn, do you want to roll the dice? I'm just curious. Do you want to play rock, paper, scissors with your fucking life? I'm, I'm just I'm just asking the question. At the age of 68, would you like to just go down there and just get it on down in Jacksonville so that Donald Trump can have a floor show? Is it, is it that? Because that's what it is. That's all it's going to be, just like it was in Cleveland. It's just going to be so Donald Trump can have a big show with a lot of sparklers and a lot of dancing girls and all that shit, right? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's just a question of when they're going to when they're going to want to pull the plug on this. And, of no. course, they, they should do it now. But This is going to make you vomit. Ted Cruz only 49 years old. Ted Cruz, right. who has been fucked over by Donald Trump as much as anybody, his family has been savaged and by, by Donald Trump. At the age of 49, do you think that Ted Cruz kisses his ass one final time? It's not enough that you said my wife was ugly. It's not enough that you said my dad might have murdered Kennedy. You know what? I'm going to go down Donald Trump so that you can have a show, and I'm going to get sick and die. Is, is that what is that what Ted Cruz is thinking right now? And if there is anybody in Ted Cruz's life who loves him at all, like that wife, like some kids, like some relatives who might go, please, for the love of all things holy, Ted Cruz, do not go to Jacksonville just so asshole baby can have a show. Please. Is there anybody in his life that would stop him from doing that? Well, of, of, of course not. But I don't think he's going to have to worry about having to make the choice. I don't think there's going to be a convention. And of course, the the uh, cameo appearance by the president of Brazil, uh, Baldassaro, that that's been put on hold because because he's got it. He caught it. What Boy, a want, the, it, it, the, the poetic justice. Oh, and that's, of course, that's we don't, beautiful. We don't we don't wish anyone to get uh, sick and die from this. But honest to God, if you're the president of a a country and your name is either Trump or Bolsonaro and you are the two worst people on the planet for uh, science-denying, uh, medicine-flouting um, uh, arrogance in placing the, the uh, quote-unquote reopening of your economies ahead of the health of the people and the survival of the species, and you, you don't wear a mask and you make fun of people that wear masks, and you get it, well, uh, it, people can only feel so sorry for you. I mean, he deserves it. Now, I, I want that notch on my belt to, to have Trump get it. 
You know, well, I, I'm, I'm saying it. And why can we say it, Britt? Why can we say it? We're on a podcast. We're on a podcast. I don't, I, I was, I was resistant to that for the longest time, but he's been so dreadful about it for so long. But I, it almost, it doesn't, and I think I said this when you originally proposed it. It doesn't matter because all of the assholes, the one American news folks and everybody else are still going to be making up stories about how it was a conspiracy and somebody, you know, did it to him and how somebody infected oh, him. Good and, luck selling that. Yeah. His Secret Service detail turned on him and, 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 and gave it to him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Bolsonaro, by the way, the, the year he was born in a, the year 1955, when a lot of terrible people in America were born, and I guess all overseas as well. So he would be 65 years of age already because his birthday was in March. So I, I'll I don't skip know over that. <laughs> what? I don't understand. What do you? Wait, what do you all mean? right. Wait. I, I have the letter of the day. This is uh, in the the uh, news and record today. It's from Gloria Carroll of Eden. Mm-hmm. It's one sentence long and it's titled "Why Not White." If the word "black" referring to African Americans is to be capitalized. And I believe that the Associated Press and the New York Times style gurus have said we're going to start uh, doing that in in uh, our news coverage. Uh, if the word black, referring to African Americans, is to be capitalized, then white should be capitalized for grammatical consistency. <clears throat> That's the letter. <laughs> this is. I swear it's the letter. It's real. I didn't Somebody make it Somebody had the thought, and they thought, I need to sit down and memorialize this. I have to put this on hypertext and send this in. Yeah. Not only do I have to do that, I have to send it in the paper so a lot of people can see it. Don't you know that the guys, the four people that are still working at the News and Record, don't you know that they nearly broke their necks making sure that this made it <laughs> online Good for them. into their publication? There's still somebody there. They're, they're still paying. But for, first of all, and and as always, we, we, we like to really drill down and be annoying when we nitpick at something. This is not about grammatical consistency, capitalizing black and not white. That's not grammatical Consistency. That would be spelling consistency, That's wouldn't what it? it? Is. That's yeah. what it is. Right. Because grammar is not the way you 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 spell or capitalize a word, right? No, that that is no, that's a different. No. But okay, all right. Uh, well, we get the point of what she's she's trying to say, and and I uh, I have to tell you something. I think she's got a great point because I was uh, thinking the other day when I saw that the New York Times and Associated Press were going to start. I was thinking, what else are they going to do to white people? <laughs> What what more do we have to withstand? And I said, you better start capitalize that fucking W because I feel really I'm feeling disrespected. You know, the white word matters is what I would like to say to you people. Right. Why haven't you said anything about Kanye running for president, Brad? I, I would assume you would be extremely excited about Kanye West uh, declaring his campaign. Did we talk about camp- that last week? I don't think we did I because think I think did. it came out. I think it came out over the week. I thought you were. No, very, no, thought, we talked about it. We talked about it last week. It's become a real thing, though, in the past forty-eight to seventy-two hours. And well, by real thing, I mean that he's filed I mean, I, zero I know, paperwork and just said he was doing it. Right. I, I know when uh, the story first hit, I did uh, Facebook it, and and I was furious. Um, because clearly this is the dirty trick squad of Donald Trump Incorporated working because if you're trying to suppress the black vote, if you're trying to get people to throw their hands up in the air, if you're trying to get some people on the margins to not vote for 
Joe Biden and said, well, I'm going to vote for Kanye West, the most likely people to vote for Kanye West if he were a uh, uh, and he's not going to be on the ballot anywhere, probably. Right. He's, it's way too late to get on the ballot, I think, all across the country. Any ballot. But a you, ballot you, on the back of a cereal box. Right, I don't but in, in a lot of states, in a lot of states, you can write in people's names. Some states have all kinds of restrictions on. Uh, even doing a write-in, there isn't even a place to write in people, or you have to get permission ahead of time. You like that one? It's mm. unbelievable. But but it doesn't matter. It gums up the works. And what's Donald Trump all about in this election? It's causing confusion. It's creating a pretext for contesting the election. It's it's doing everything he can to mess things up. And uh, Trump and Kanye West obviously have a fairly close relationship do they not i mean he's been in the oval office remember that that phony interview bullshit thing where he was sitting across the desk from him it's 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 unbelievable um so this is out of left field i don't think it's going to mean anything and it won't unless it does and (laughs) uh, uh, uh we just don't need these kind of distractions this is this is about saving the world this is not about soothing Kanye West's ego, which is apparently right up there in size with Donald Trump's. I mean, the two of them kind of deserve each other, but um, it's it's horrible. It, it, it's just a horrible, it's not funny. There's nothing there, There's nothing funny about this. No, there's it, nothing it, humorous. It just isn't. It's I'm going to just, just uh, I'm gonna make a controversial little rant here, uh, which may uh, have a lot of people disagree with me. I, I, uh, I believe that Kim Kardashian's ass ruins everything. I believe it has a gravitational pull that destroys talent and creativity and sensibility. I used to like Kanye West as an artist. I thought he had some really good stuff. And it seems like ever since he got with her, it's been really bad. Now, that Ray J guy who kind of made her famous, he's been able to get out of the gravitational pull of that ass, and he's got his Raekwon earbuds, which I think you can purchase now for a lot cheaper than you get the Apple stuff. He's done okay. But that ass is a wrecking ball. Is what it is. And but what wait, I'm saying, I have that album. I have that album. That ass is a wrecking ball. That's that a great ass. one. And, and here, and here is my point. If if Kim Kardashian would like to take one for the team and engage in an affair with Donald John Trump Sr., I would be eternally grateful because she's, as you say, not only has Kanye been in the Oval Office, she's also been in the Oval Office and taken some sort of measure of credit for reforming some prison stuff or something of that nature, right? Have you heard that Trump? has finally expressed what you know he's really all about anyway, which is he's pissed, he regrets, and he's really just ticked off at his uh, son-in-law, who he can't fire, Jared. I've heard this, yeah. It was Jared that pushed him towards that that criminal justice reform uh, legislation that was uh, bipartisan in nature. And Trump, for what was it, uh, one tenth of a millisecond pretended that he cared about prison reform for black people because he thought that that was going to get him the black vote didn't he yeah, it was going right. to turn it around that's and it. of course he was never for what what the bill was about anyway which is rectifying you know over sentencing and, and disparate sentencing of blacks versus whites and and, and different kinds of uh drug outrageous he was never for that when did he become that guy the answer is never and as usual everything's a transactional lie and bullshit from him so now because he's uh, uh kicked it up into 10th 
gear racism the last few weeks, he's letting it be known that he wasn't for that 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 bullshit anyway. That was just horse shit. That wasn't my idea. Jared, you're fired. Kind of. <laughs> I would. I, I do love the whole dynamic that now he feels like Jared is the one who led him down the primrose path. I think that's hilarious. Um, previously on Donald Trump melts down, Brad Pascal was the reason that things were fucking up so badly. You might remember that. That, that was a story from a, about three or four weeks ago, right? Wasn't it, he was going to fire him. There was yeah. some meeting where uh, uh, you knew that was. It was kind of half true, not really true, but uh, uh, I, I think as we get closer to the election, that list is going to grow longer because you have to blame other people. That's part of the the pathology of Donald Trump. I'm sure there's plenty of that in in, in Mary Trump's book about how he, because he's been shielded from all accountability and responsibility, everything that ever does go wrong even when it's clearly his fault, is not his fault, right? Well, if you you got to say, if the guy's been good at one thing in his life, it's been blaming other people. He's been a tremendous, he's been yeah. very good at it, and it jibes b- very nicely with a lot of his base. A lot of the rural white folks who still support Donald Trump, the reason that they're in the economic situation they're in now is not because of their own doing. It's because of these black folks getting all these handouts. It's because of these Mexican folks getting all these handouts. It's because of all these feminists getting all this stuff trying to make come down on me. It's not my fault that I'm here stuck in shit town making 12 bucks an hour. It's got to be somebody else's fault. So that that's why they're, well, he's their hero. That's how he he uh, he he fooled people in. 2016 they went along with it the message resonated with 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 some people but it's it's four years later and now the mother of all finger points and the mother of all blames goes to the chinese virus exactly he's saying that you know the the kung flu or whatever kind of slur which is the greatest so uh, uh, as his numbers deteriorate and as the uh, virus has now taken hold in, in, in all 50 states and in, in important uh, Republican stronghold states like uh, Florida, Texas, and Arizona, those three, that's the ball game right there. There's, there's nothing else oh, to yeah, discuss. Those three. So he has to convince, and let's just say the kind of people who think the way you just described, let's just say you're 100% right, and everything that they were thinking then is still in play now, except there's one little problem. There's a virus going around, yeah. and people are dying, and people of all ages are dying, and it isn't just old people, and it's lots of people who are uh, under 50 who are now filling up the hospitals, and some of them are going to die, not in great numbers, but what what's the difference? I thought one person is too many. Well, you know, isn't that amazing how they will say that when that's convenient? They will throw that out, but now it's the, it doesn't matter because people under a certain age, they hardly ever die. So which is it? Is, is it the, they hardly ever die? Is that one person? Is that a hardly ever dies calculation, or is it five? So, the, it, it's not the same world, and everyone, everyone is not thinking the same way that they were in 2016 who supported Trump, and he's shedding support in in so many different categories that um, it's almost ridiculous now to, to ask the question, and, and it really kind of drives me crazy. I guess you have to do this because it's your job if you're a, a 
somewhat straight reporter, you have to write stories and you have to say things on television. So what can Donald Trump do to turn this around? Huh? What, what can he do? How can he change? Resign. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then the, the answer is always, well, it's not likely that he's going to change because he's going to ride the same horse that got him to the election as president in 2016. And he thinks those things. How many times do we have to hear that? How many times? How many times? How many times? A, what does it? What does it look? And I think the again, the conventional wisdom as they look back, the Fox News rewrite of history on this is going to be: well, he would have won re-election if if this virus just hadn't wiped out America. And and by the way, he did more to try to help people out during this virus than anything else. And it that that it was so unfair for him not to be reelected. I think that's going to be the history they're going to try to rewrite for years and years and years and years. This will be an interesting pivot point, inflection point for them if he loses, especially if he loses big, because they're perfectly capable. Remember, they, they have a loyal audience, listens to everything they say, and they're perfectly capable, if they choose, to turn on Donald Trump and pretend that they never supported him in the first place. Right. They, they, I, I, and you don't think they wouldn't do it? They, they that's might. Possible. That's possible. And I, th- I think that has to be done if there is going to be anything of the Republican Party. What will be necessary is for humans who actually have four brain cells in their heads to remind them how much they embraced and defended and, and excused Donald Trump for four years. But since he has to blame someone for everything that goes wrong, in his life, in his politics, in his policy, in, in, in everything that he does, Fox News, they will be part of the it's their fault, not mine mm-hmm. group. And since we're all pretty sure that if, you know, he doesn't die of a stroke on, on Election Day, if he's getting blown out, uh, that, that he will continue to, to, to be in the media. And we all think there's going to be a, uh, an actual Trump TV, TV instead of the uh, de facto Trump TV, which is Fox right now, that he would start his own media empire and and, and do whatever needs to be. You know, There'll be plenty of money to be able to do it. There'll be plenty of uh, uh, backers um, who are funding his campaign right now, and they want something for their money, and they want continuing influence, and the, the way they would get it is in a post-Donald Trump world where Joe Biden is the president, to uh, try to run a shadow government. Correct. Uh, uh, they will do more to undermine Joe Biden. Barack Obama will look like the recipient of uh, a picnic and flowers compared to what they're <laughs> going to try to do to Joe Biden, don't you think? Well, don't you there's, think? A lot, there's a lot of things to consider here. You remember after the 2008 election, the Republican Party backed pretty far away from George W. Bush for a few years. I don't even think he was invited to that 2012 convention. So, but he's obviously over a period of time been able to redeem himself since we've had the shittiest president in the history of the world <laughs> for the past three and a half, four years. So it, it, it's just interesting to see if that you're going to see that kind of a backing away from them. Like, I don't know. I don't even know who Donald Trump. He, and they can do exactly what Donald Trump. I never heard of him. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I never met him. It, it'll just be interesting to see how they do that. And if they try to do that, if they'll be able to get away with it. It's hard to know, but. Uh, clearly, uh, every Senate, if, if Tom Tillis gets blown out, oh, he's going to blame Trump. So it, it, th- um, uh, I don't recall Republican 
politicians who uh, may have lost in 2008 because you know Barack Obama had the house and the senate for both of those year, first two years until 2010 right. so it, it it was a pretty big sweep in in 2008 but i don't recall the 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 hate and anger towards bush that there is towards Trump and you know, certainly and, not coming because the the people on the right. By the, way, by the way, remember John McCain. Um, I don't think would allege or ever said that the reason he lost was because of George W. Bush. No, no, he, he lost he lost because of Sarah Palin. I mean, that's he lost the reason. Too, but you know, yeah, there, there's there's a lot. No, I don't. I don't. He he he, uh, he choked during the financial crisis and yes, and, and seemed like the old man on the porch who didn't know what he was doing. That's correct. And and but that that was part of the the Bush legacy as well is when all of that shit went down the down the hill and he was you know under his I, I watch. You can compare it, it's impossible with with Trump. You cannot compare eras. You cannot compare no post presidential eras. You, give me late. Misbehave like no one we have ever seen. We know it. We know it again, unless he has a stroke on January twenty first, two thousand twenty one, which of course we don't wish on on anybody. Here we have uh, one final little anecdote from the uh, Mary Trump book. This is uh, courtesy of the Daily Beast. In one particularly disturbing scene from a trip to Mar-a-Lago, Mary recounts how when she was twenty nine, so this would have been twenty six years ago. We're looking at nineteen ninety four. And wearing a bathing suit and a pair of shorts to lunch at the resort, her uncle looked up at her and remarked, Holy shit, Mary, you're stacked. Donald, Marla Maple said to her then-husband, slapping him on the arm. Mary writes, I was 29 and not easily embarrassed, but my face reddened, and I suddenly felt self-conscious. I pulled my towel around my shoulders. It occurred to me that nobody in my family, outside of my parents and brother, have ever seen me in a bathing suit. Uh, let me let me just say right now, very quickly, I have a niece who is 28 years old. I do. There's no planet, there's no drug I could take, there's no drink I could take that would ever let me look up at her and say, "Holy shit, you're stacked." Just it it, it just could not happen, Brad. Is that because she's not? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead, kill me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Donald Trump has an uninhibited honesty that just you people can't take it. Can't take it. He's not a traditional human. Exactly. Not a tra- yeah. He's not a traditional president. Not a traditional human. Which is the other book that's going to come out. <laughs> Brad and Brit.com.